G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Loneliness is something we all experience. Sometimes it it strikes and it hurts so much. But right in the middle of all that, we have time and space to discover ourselves. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at loneliness from a different perspective. Whether you live in China surrounded by 1.3 billion other people or the Pitcairn Islands in the Pacific surrounded by just 44 other people, you can feel lonely. We can be desperately lonely in a crowd yet be delivered from loneliness by just one other person. Today, if it's okay with you, we're going to continue looking at this whole question of loneliness. I'd like you to meet the first of two people who can help you with loneliness without you ever having to pick up the phone or open the front door. We'll meet the second one in tomorrow's program. Today, today we're going to meet the first one. Someone you've known all your life. Someone who's with you constantly, every minute of the day. That someone is you. The problem with loneliness, it's not so much in being alone. We all want to be alone sometimes. The problem is feeling alone. The problem is feeling that terrible sense that I'm not connected in a meaningful way with another person. It's painful, you can get angry, you can get distressed, you sense this loss. And the other thing about loneliness is that often it's accompanied by a sense of powerlessness. We end up in a passive state. I remember 10 years ago being single again. One minute I was surrounded by a family. You go out, you go out with your family, go out with your wife. The next minute, not only is there a pain of a broken relationship, but you see all of these other people in relationships. I truly hated seeing couples together. Their enjoyment seemed to hurt me. You know, you'd see a man and a woman walking hand in hand down the street and I'd just been through what I'd been through and it was painful to see them enjoying themselves. You feel so powerless when you feel lonely. I felt like a second-class citizen. I felt like a failure. It's like it wasn't okay for me to be alone. It's a state that I felt I couldn't change. Have you ever felt like that? I'm the only one. I'll let you into a secret. We all do that sometimes. We're not Robinson Crusoe. Everybody at some stage in their life feels devalued because they're lonely. We feel rejected because we're lonely. Part of the loneliness trap says, I can't function unless I have other people around me. Well, in part that's true. We certainly all need to have meaningful relationships with other people. But the idea of I can't function without other people misses something. It misses an opportunity, an important opportunity. When we go home, you know, at the end of the day, or I used to do this when I was going through my lonely stage when I was on my own, at the end of church, you know, I'd go home on a Sunday and all these other people went home with their husbands or their wives or their children, and I went home alone. When we go home, whether we go home to a family or whether we go home alone, you and I are home 
in our space. Maybe people there, maybe not. Whether there are people there or not, it can be a lonely place. Well, for me, there were no people there at the time. And what I discovered in that place was, to my surprise, I enjoyed my own company. Now, that might seem trivial and trite to you, but in my life where I'd been a busy business person and working long hours and working hard and and having people around me all the time, here I was at age 36, alone for the first time in a very long time. All of a sudden, I had time and space to figure out, Bernie, you enjoy your own company. The first thing I had was time to think, time just to sit at nights and let the imagination roam across the hills. Time to dream. Time to hope. Time to contemplate the day. Time to plan for tomorrow. What an incredible gift. And even though we all do that to some extent, you know something, when you're on your own, particularly when you feel lonely, somehow it's sharper, somehow it's, it's more important to be able to do that. It's so evident in a lonely place that time to think and imagine and dream and hope and contemplate is a wonderful gift. And it was in the middle of that that I learned to turn the TV off. It was still. It was quiet. And in that place, I discovered I liked myself. It's one of the biggest gifts I ever received out of that time of loneliness. And you know, this is a habit that has never left me. Today, I'm wonderfully, happily married to the most beautiful, lovely woman on the planet and have a wonderful family, yet I still draw away into my own space, into that quiet peace to enjoy me, to spend time with me, to discover who I am, to think and dream and hope. We are created in the image of God and God looks at us and he delights in us. So why shouldn't we delight in ourselves? Why shouldn't we like ourselves? The second thing that that period of loneliness gave me was time and space to do things I had never had time and space to do in the past. I discovered I really love walking. I've always played the piano, but I'd never had time. I I relearned the playing of the piano. I love to read. I love cooking. Some people say, well, it's not worth cooking for one. What they're really saying is, I am not worth it. I'm not worth cooking for. Yes, you are. The third thing was that I decided I liked my own company. And the step that precedes that, I liked me. It doesn't mean I can't improve. It doesn't mean there aren't some things that I'd change. But basically, in that time alone, I decided I liked me. That brings some serious healing. I realised I wasn't a second-class citizen. I realised the real joy of discovering me. Now, there was another inseparable part in that healing process, another person that we'll talk about tomorrow, when I introduce you to the second person who can help you and me in a period of loneliness without ever picking up the phone or opening the front door. Loneliness. Absolutely, we need to get connected meaningfully with other people. But a time of loneliness is a huge opportunity to connect meaningfully with ourselves. Have you ever been travelling through a lonely patch? Maybe you're travelling through one now. Go look in the mirror. You are a beautiful person. You are so wonderfully hand-carved by God. 
you have some abilities and talents and humour in you that other people don't have. And sometimes God takes us through times of loneliness to help us to discover that. It's no substitute for relationships with other people. It's no substitute for having family and friends around. But you know what I think? I think for us to really enjoy our relationships with other people, to really connect with other people, first we need to connect with ourselves. If God is God, if God made you and me the way we are, if God delights in who you are and who I am, isn't it a valid thing that we should delight in who we are? Isn't it a wonderful thing to have time and space to enjoy our own company, to think, to go and do things and develop skills and and develop talents that sometimes we never realised we had? I'd learned to play the piano when I was a young boy and I'd almost forgotten and I, I relearned that in that time of loneliness. It was such a wonderful blessing. You are made by God. Go on. Take the opportunities he gives you to discover yourself. today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.